This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, people, people, people. It is that time. The time changes every week because I bounce around a lot. But it is that time to find out what I learned this week on TikTok. In case you're not familiar with this segment, every week I spend way too much time, especially as a 52-year-old man, on that TikTok app. But it's because I find out such incredibly interesting yet completely useless information. Information that I can't use anywhere else. So we've crafted this segment where I will quiz whoever's working on the show. Today it's Harvey and Joe. I'll give them four pieces of information, three of which made up. I've just concocted them out of my own demented brain. But one piece of information that I give them is true, and it is something that I learned this week on TikTok. So are you guys ready to roll for this week? You've not played in a while, right? Both of you usually are doing a Nita show at this time, and and I am uh, on a, diff- a different time slot. But are you ready, Harvey, Joe? Oh, I'm ready. Me too. All right. Are you batting leadoff, Harvey? Sure, I'll go first. And, and by the way, there's been a lot of talk about banning TikTok and if that's going to happen. They should ban the app. And I'll tell you why. The most important reason why they should ban the app I was watching one this week, and there were young guys who were making the argument that Ben Roethlisberger was a better quarterback than Dan Marino. I I wish I could tell you who these people were, but I took my phone and threw it across the room in a fit of anger because that is the most ludicrous thing. And they're trying to present stats as if the time that Marino played was the same as the time that Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, well, he had a better completion percent. You know who wouldn't make that argument? Anybody who saw Dan Marino play. That's the problem with the whole LeBron-MJ thing. Generally, the people who are arguing that LeBron was better than MJ are not old enough to see MJ. They just look at numbers on a page, and they think that that qualifies them to have a read of the situation. Are you sure you don't want to just scrap this TikTok segment and just go on about... No, um, no, I, I've, I've sure? done the research, so I'm going to use it. But whoever those people are, they know who they are. If you come up with a point... It's almost like when people come up with these lists or whatnot and, and people are outraged by... If you come up with a list... No, you can keep the music going. I like the music. Uh, if you come up with one of these lists and it seems preposterous, sometimes you have to go back to the, the drawing board and, and realize, yeah, it was preposterous. That, that was wrong. We should, we should ask people who know. And I'm sorry, nobody who saw Dan Marino play. When Dan Marino set the, quarter, the, the touchdown record, the previous record, I think, was 32 or 34. He threw 48 touchdowns. If that were to happen now and break the record by that same number or percentage, it would be like 70 touchdowns in a season. So nobody who saw Dan Marino play would say he was uh, not as good or, or significantly better than Ben Roethlisberger. All right. I digress. Sometimes I lose track of what I get things stuck in my craw. Now it's time for you, Harvey. You, you've gotten in the, in the crosshairs a little bit today. Somehow, yeah. As delightful as you are. All right, here we go. Number one, Harvey. Clowns copyright their face makeup by painting them on eggs and sending them to Europe so other clowns cannot copy their look. Number two, King John Ill helped fund the dinosaur exhibit at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. Number three, only three men in Major League Baseball history were named Orin, 
and all three Orins died in the same fashion. Or number four, there is a small town in Ecuador that names its babies after whoever is listed number one on the U.S. billboard charts the day the baby is born. All right, so a lot to, a lot to uh, digest there. I'll give them to you again. Number one, clowns copyright their face makeup by painting them on eggs, sending them to Europe so clowns cannot, uh, other clowns cannot copy their look. Number two, Kim Jong-il helped fund the dinosaur exhibit at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. Number three, only three men in Major League Baseball history had the first name of Orin, and all three Orins died in the same fashion. Or number four, there's a small town in Ecuador that names its babies after whoever is number one on the U.S. billboard charts the day the baby is born. Okay, I got two off the bat here. That two I, that you like or two that you two want to Two that eliminate. I like immediately. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to bother with the other two. Okay, you're going to eliminate those two. I'm okay. going to go with Ecuador's town first. Okay, you, you, that's the first. That's the one you like the best. That's the one. Lock it in? Locking right, that lock in. Lock it in already. Wow, that's fast. No, that's it. That's incorrect. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of babies named, uh, you know, what's it, Taylor Swift. A lot of babies in Ecuador named Taylor. No, that is not true. Okay, I'll go with the king. King, king. Smithsonian. Oh, Kim Kim Jong-il. He's not yes. king. Oh, Kim, excuse me. Kim Jong-il. I heard no. king, excuse me. That's all right. Kim Jong-il helped fund the dinosaur museum uh, exhibit at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. Locked in? Yes, you are 0 for 2. Now, that is also incorrect. No, that's wrong. No, you're wrong. Wrong. Yes. Make sure we make that. No. Slash, the guitarist from Guns N' Roses, actually helped fund the dinosaur exhibit at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. So now you're down to the two that you uh, crossed off right away. Jesus. The clowns copywriting their face makeup, painting eggs. Or three men in baseball history named Orin, and all died in the same way. Now, I'm an absolute dummy. But even a dummy like me cannot believe that eggs can just be shipped off to other clowns. Okay. For the simple fact of copyright infringement. Sure. So I'm going to go with the Orins in their Unfaithful Devs. Locked up. And that's 0 for 3, my friend. That is, uh, all three of those are wrong. No, clowns copyright their face makeup by painting them on eggs. There's a museum. At one time it was in France. I think now it's in England that has all the eggs on display. And if you want to be part of the, uh, the clown world... Even uh, people like uh, Charlie Chaplin has a little egg uh, painted with uh, the Charlie Chaplin makeup. See see what you learn on this segment? You don't learn anything on the Power Hour at Barton Hahn or, or uh, Dead or Alive with the K-Show. You, <laughs> you don't learn sh- things like this. You take your shots. Huh? You, ba- you barely even learn who's dead or alive on that segment. K's trying to kill his own segment. All right. Uh, Joe, are you up next? Yes, you're ready to go, right? Naturally, yes. All right. Here we go, Joe. Number one, Florida is the only U.S. state where it is legal to own a kangaroo without a permit. Number two, the gold medalist of the 1904 Olympic marathon won despite drinking rat poison throughout the race. Number three, roughly 93% of all email that was sent in 2022 was spam. Or number four, jousting is the official sport of North Dakota. So to recap, just to give Joe his, uh, give his bearings here, Florida is the only state in the U.S. where it's legal to own a kangaroo without a permit. Number two, the gold medalist of the 1904 Olympic Marathon 
Uh, one, despite drinking rat poison throughout the race. Number three, roughly 93% of all emails sent in 2022 was spam. Or number four, jousting, the official sport of North Dakota. Just because I'm becoming a seasoned veteran in mm-hmm. this segment. Sure. I'm going to go with the North Dakota one first because that just seems the most out- outlandish. Okay. You're going to lock that in. Lock it in. That is incorrect. Oh, I am throwing a perfect game here. Oh, I love it. I love it when I get on a good roll. No, jousting is the uh, curling is the official sport of North Dakota, which is also kind of weird. But same no. difference. Yes, all right. Too well, it's slightly sports. different. The jousting is a little yes, bit more physically intense. I don't know if you want to joust on ice. Not generally. I don't even want to joust out off ice. All right, my friend, uh, you got three to go. Kangaroos in Florida, gold medalist, rat poison, or spam email? I'm going to push the limits of the human body and say rat poison with the gold medalist. Lock it in? Lock it in. I was waiting for the locked-in sounder. Harvey's in a bad mood now. Ah, there he is. He's doing his job still. Yes, that is correct. The gold medalist in 1904, his trainers gave him a combination of brandy and rat poison throughout the race. And that 1904 Olympic, there should be a movie about that 1904. Uh, the, the, the original winner of the race arrived by car. He was uh, disqualified. Um, it has to be like the, the most bizarre Olympic event in the history, and each guy, like each five, there were people who were not in the race who uh, end up finishing like ninth and tenth in the race. Very, very odd, but very good job. I jinxed myself there. I, I talked about it. I talked about the no hitter while the no hitter was going on. The announcer jinx. Yep, I announced that, and I and I, I screwed myself. Those things exist, whether Michael K believes them or not. Uh, all right, so we got time for one more. This time we're going to switch it up. This time, you have to try and find the fake fact. So there's three trues, one fake. And you guys can team up on this one and do it however you want. Ready to roll? Let's go. All right, here we go. Number one, the U.S. Coast Guard has trained pigeons to spot people lost at sea. Number two, an early edition of John Steinbeck's Mice and Men was eaten by his dog. Number three, there's a fence in Australia longer than the distance from Miami to Seattle. Or number four, you can fit all the planets in our solar system touching end-to-end between the Earth and the moon. Repeat that last one. You can fit all the planets in our solar system touching end-to-end, so lining them up, touching each other, and you can fit it in between the distance between the Earth and the moon. You can fit it in between the distance between the Earth and the Moon. So, yes. So, so the distance between Earth and the Moon is further than the distance between Earth and Pluto. Is No, 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 no. If you take all the planets, right, the eight planets in our solar system, and you line them up from, or the other seven, and you take them and you line them up in order from here to the moon, the moon is still further away than the distance of those planets lined up. See, Damer's th- playing games right here. I think I think he's trying to throw us off, Joe. So we're going to well, go... Harvey, you got 0 for 3. I didn't need to throw you off, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aaron Hicks right now. Yes. That's so much... going to have to have IKF pinch hit for you. Uh, am I IKF? I don't like that in the situation. No, that's not, a good, that's not a good thing either. So we're looking for the fake fact, you You're said. You're looking for the fake fact here. I think the first one. 
Uh, uh, the uh, U.S. Coast Guard has trained pigeons to spot people at sea. Yes, because I think right. we would know about that by All now. All right, you're going to lock that one in, right? Yeah, I'm with him on this. I'll lock you're going to stick with him? I'm 0 for Guys, 3. This, is, this is never works well. This is a bad system. The, 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 the analytics have told us. You, you always go against what the other person says, and you increase your odds of getting it right. Doubly down here. <sighs> no, that is correct. That is true. The U.S. Coast Guard has trained pigeons to spot people <clears throat> lost. Okay, this right. planet thing is really bugging me, so I'm, okay. I'm just going to go with that one. All right. Do you understand the concept? I do understand the concept. Okay. All right, good. All right. I just want to make sure you know what you're getting into. Joe, are you going to stick with Harvey, which would probably be the worst strategy in the history of strategies? No, just repeat the third one for me. The third, third one is there's a fence in Australia, a fence that is longer than the distance from Miami to Seattle. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Lock so it in. you're going with the fence. Yes. Harvey is going with the planets. Both are locked in. And both are true. Both are true. For God's sake. But man. see, here's the thing. The second one is also true. All four of those are, are, are true. So I wanted to. Uh, what? I wanted, yes, they're all true. They're all absolutely true. Oh, so what I kind of round is this? One. They were all true. There was no chance of you ever winning. Much like there was no chance of the Dallas Mavericks winning last night because they rigged the game. See how unfair it is when you rig a game? That's not how you carrying this to us now. I want so, everybody to get involved. So do we have think to think like, globally, act locally? Do we have to like call John and Ryan and discuss an investigation? On right. Well, on if TikTok? you do that, you will do more than the NBA is going to do about the Dallas Mavericks rigging a game last night to hold on to their draft pick. All right, so people, that is what I learned this week on TikTok, and now because of this segment, you have learned it too. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll get back into the actual sports next on the Gordon Damer Show, ninety eight point seven FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Harvey Joe, not happy with me. We have I been do- hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. Yes. Stephen A. not happy about it. Harvey and Joe not happy about it. And, and generally, when Harvey is uh, doing the show, he, he likes to have his own little show that he, he's taking. It's taking place on the same airwaves as the show that I'm doing or whoever's doing it, but it's a separate show altogether. Uh, and just to kind of recap a couple of things, the uh, 1904 Olympics, the winner, who uh, was the apparent winner, was later disqualified because he had hitched a ride in a car for part of the race. The actual winner, Thomas Hicks, was near collapse and hallucinating after being administered a combination of brandy, raw eggs, and rat poison. And the fourth place finisher, he actually took a nap during the race after eating spoiled apples. So that's, uh, and, and there's, there's other things about, if you research that 1904 Summer Olympics, I didn't mean to give you homework here, but if you, if you want it, uh, it's there for you. All right. So, Gordon, I have one question for you. Yeah. Well, if you're me. going to do this movie, like we, me, you, and Harvey are now the directors and the casting mm-hmm. members. We have to cast this movie. Uh-huh. Who are you casting as the, the winner of the race and the cheater of the race, the guy who got disqualified by driving in a car? <sighs> well, you really have to, de- you have to decide going in, is this going to be a comedy or is this going to be a drama? I, to me, I view this as like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie. It's very old now. Uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. I view it as one of those type of situations. So it would be a comedy, but you have to have people that are relatively in shape to, uh, to take part. 
So you need to have your, your, your big star attached to it. I'm trying to think of who was a movie star um, that would be believable in a marathon-type situation who's young enough to be able to pull that down. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a Ryan Gosling? But it has to be comedy, too. So he's done comedy. He did that one with the, um, the nice guys. That was a pretty fun. That was a good movie. So he might be the guy that I would look to. You have to get the star attached to it first, and then you can fill it out from there. Does that make sense? Makes sense. My first thought was Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Well, very. Uh, that's a, that would be a popular choice. Feels like he gets a, a lot of these movies as well. So that that would be uh, one way you could go. And he has done comedy. He was the only good thing about that um, licorice pizza. Remember that from a, was that a couple of years ago? Oh yes. my God, was that horrible? That was a horrible. Oh. What a stinker that thing was. What a bore fest. Kept waiting for it to go someplace. Yikes, that was terrible. Uh, All right, speaking of terrible, there was a take this week on one of our platforms here at ESPN that I think might have been one of the worst ones I've heard in a very long time. Now, this is the silly season when it comes to the NFL. And it feels like Aaron Rodgers and that whole scenario with waiting for the Jets to finally land them, because again, the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers. We all know this. Not even the Jets could screw this up. When week one rolls around and the Jets take the field, their quarterback will be Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt in anybody's mind. You can't bet on it anywhere. People who try to float the uh, the possibility of a mystery team should be laughed off the air and not allowed back on anytime soon because it's preposterous. The Jets are getting Aaron Rodgers. But because of the delay, and just maybe it's partly Aaron Rodgers' personality, it has allowed um, the the silly season to become even more ridiculous. So were they talking on NFL Live? Were they talking on Greeny's show? I know Greeny was involved. It must have been Greeny's show. That Mike Tannenbaum said that not only will the Jets hold on to the 13th pick, but at the 13th pick, they will do this. Here's Draft Hedden Hooker, quarterback, University of Tennessee. Because I'm looking out for my friend Mike Greenberg, who's going to be a Jet fan in September of 2024. And as D. Wood had suggested as well, which is, look, Aaron Rodgers, we know it's a short-term marriage. Hopefully it all works out. But they got to also build for the future. And Hedden Hooker, to me, when it's all said and done, has unbelievable upside. And ideally, he, he sits a year behind Aaron Rodgers. The quarterback position goes for a weakness to a strength. Okay, so Mike Tannenbaum is saying with the 13th pick, the Jets have to hold on to the 13th pick. Not that he's saying that, but he, he said they will, uh, and they will select a quarterback at the 13th pick. <laughs> and and, and, and Greeny, I, I think rightfully so, reacted with a, a reaction that went viral, clearly. And, and I don't think he's wrong. That, for, for even a silly season that we are in right now when it comes to the NFL – that seems absolutely preposterous from the angle that Aaron Rodgers. Could you imagine? Here you have done. Think about what the Jets have done this offseason to woo Aaron Rodgers. They've done everything within their power. Much like the Mavericks did everything in their power last night to tank a, an NBA regular season game, the Jets have done everything in their power to bend over backwards and kneel before Zod, as it were, to make sure that Aaron Rodgers knows that he has a place to come to and be the quarterback. You want this offensive coordinator? You'll get this offensive coordinator. You want this wide receiver? You'll get this wide receiver. We will do anything and everything. We will move heaven and earth 
so that you as a 39-year-old quarterback can come to our organization and help us win a Super Bowl. And a guy who is clearly very sensitive about things that he perceives, whether real or not, that surround him and his time with the Green Bay Packers. He's a very sensitive individual. And you think that after doing all of that this offseason, basically everything you can to make sure that Aaron Rodgers is comfortable here. <laughs> at, the, at the NFL draft, after holding on to the 13th overall pick, that that is the time to draft a quarterback. Because it feels like while the relationship is on good footing right now, and at some point, I mean, given all the relationships in Aaron Rodgers' life, it seems like they all go south at some point. But why would you, why would you put the, the clock on that and speed up the process? doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. In fact, I would simply say, I expect the Jets will take with the 13th pick whoever Aaron Rodgers tells them to take at the 13th pick. Because that's how all in on board they are with Aaron Rodgers. And that would be, while that sounds preposterous, that Aaron, that the quarterback would get to pick the, the player in the first round, it would be better than drafting a quarterback who may or may not turn out to be anything down the road for a team that is as win-now as humanly possible. Getting into bed with Aaron Rodgers has many benefits. You hope it has a lot of benefits. The main one, that you win a Super Bowl. But it clearly delineates that you are a win-now team. You only know that you're going to have him for one season, no matter what he tells you at the opening press conference, no matter what he tells you along the way, no matter what he has already told you. This is a win-now team that not only has to make the playoffs, but has to win a Super Bowl. That's the goal. If you're only going to have the quarterback for one year and you're saying that you're only a quarterback away and this is the quarterback, despite many options to have this offseason that you have identified, well then, yes, this is a team that has to not only get to a Super Bowl, but win a Super Bowl. So it makes no sense from that point of view to be drafting someone no matter how good he might be three years from now, when you are in a win-now mode. Because here's the thing. If you draft that quarterback, and he would not play this upcoming season, almost certainly, because you have Aaron Rodgers, and he's good three years from now, but the Jets don't make the playoffs this upcoming year, there's a very good chance Joe Douglas is not even the GM then. So why would Joe Douglas care about what happens in three? He's on crisis time here. This is about win or else. So why would he be thinking and focusing on something that, well, the best long-term play? No, the Jets have had enough long-term plays. They are in win-now mode. They must make the playoffs this year by hook or by crook. So much so, they're willing to attach themselves to a overly sensitive, highly paid quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who they hope gives them the highest ceiling. And the, the last point about this, do, after the, the last time that Joe Douglas picked a quarterback do you want him reaching for a quarterback? and that's essentially what it would be at 13 is reaching for a quarterback just so you have that position taken care of long term he didn't reach last time and it was as bad a pick as there has been in the NFL draft the last couple of to know going into year three that the second overall pick is clearly a failure and can never play for your organization again whether you want to admit it or not that's about as bad a pick as you can have. And, and the reason why you're in the position that you're in right now is because you blew that pick 
to such a high degree. I don't want the guy who made that pick to be picking another quarterback anytime soon. Maybe down the road, maybe when things get stabilized and, and, and the team seems like it's on better footing and, 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 and you can have some faith that this guy, it was just one bad pick, which everybody has, but boy, that was a really bad pick. That would almost like be trying to build a movie from the director that brought you this latest, from the, from the person who brought you licorice pizza, from the person who brought you Plan 9 from Outer Space. Here's a new movie. Why don't you come in? No, 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 no. no I, I'm good on that. I think I'll go see a movie from somebody who actually put a good movie together. Not the guy who gave me the second overall pick, who not even into year three, in year two was clear. It was clear if you just had a competent quarterback, you would have made the playoffs last year. And the only reason why you're in the position you were in because you did not draft a competent quarterback and you misevaluated it every step of the way, not just the wrong player, but how you handled it every step of the way was wrong as well. So no, the Jets, I don't think, should be drafting a quarterback. In short, I do not believe that the Jets should be drafting a quarterback with the 13th overall pick. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. And look, coming up at 3 o'clock, it's going to be Pat O'Keefe. And then it's pregame, Rangers pregame tonight, right? Who is that a Pat O'Keefe vehicle as well? That's a Dan Grossa vehicle. So Dan Grossa is coming back. He, he was worked this morning. Do I have to come back? Do I you do want to come, come back? back? I, I don't after, have to come back. After the TikTok that just happened, yes. I think it's almost apparent that you have to come back. Uh, I don't know about that. You can break I'll, down. I'll check with the, the powers that be at the station. You can break down the intermission reports. Why not? I, I don't think that I'm. I, I don't think the Ranger fans want me. To, I don't know anything about them. So You're a man of the people that brings people together, though. I, I generally do, but I feel like that might separate uh, people who are, you know, they, they came for one thing. They don't want something. They don't want the swerve, you know. They don't want something to be pulled over the, the – they came for the Ranger game. They don't, they're not looking for me. They're not looking for what I learned on TikTok. That's not what they're coming for. Now, speaking of the Jets, and I mentioned this, and I should have brought this up, we were talking about the gambling segment uh, earlier in the show, which feels like it was 10 minutes ago, but it was probably like two hours ago now. The Jets' number, the over-unders are out. The phone books are out! The phone books! Uh, you have no idea what I'm talking about, Harvey, right? When I say the phone books are here, the phone books are here? I have seen the phone books in my okay. lifetime. Okay, yes. all right. Uh, I mentioned the Ropers to Harvey before. He, he, he had no idea what I was talking 1979, about. 1979, everybody. If you know the Ropers... Have you not seen Three's Company? I've seen a few episodes. All I'm saying is that if you've heard of the Ropers, you're definitely older than me, and you've gone, you've lived longer than me in this. In this Come world. on, you have to know the Ropers, please. That's that's a cultural reference everybody should know. But I digress again. I get off track. Harvey's job is to keep me on track, but it doesn't happen that way. I blame him. The Jets' over/under number is nine and a half this year. And if I had to go back in time and do that gambling segment over again, the lock of the of the, it has to be the Jets. Because what you're saying there is, are the Jets going to win 10 games or 9 games? The Jets, at the bare minimum, they have to win 10 games. I mean, we're celebrating them for going out and being able to land Aaron Rodgers. And the conversation is now, hey, it's not, well, the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. They're going to win 10 games. No, the conversation is focused on the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. 
they're going to win a Super Bowl or they have to win a Super Bowl. Well, to win a Super Bowl, you got to at least win 10 games. In the AFC, you win nine games. There's not a very good chance you're even going to go to the playoffs. And if they don't go to the playoffs, oh, my God, it's clear house time. So the over-under of the Jets being nine and a half, that absolutely has to be an over. And again, this is coming, I have not mentioned this for a little while, this is coming from the cover five champion from last year. We, we all signed up, all the hosts signed up on the station and picked games throughout the season. I can give you the running total. I finished in first place. Michael finished in second. Don was in third. Everybody else was very distant down the line. But one of the, one, one of the picks I gave you last year was the Jets over. I think the over last year was five and a half, was it? It was the first over to clear last year. And I'm not saying that the Jets are going to be the first over to cover this year because it's much higher. It's going to take longer in the season. But yeah, they have to win. They have to win 10 games. If they win nine games that season by that very number would be a failure. They're not going out and getting Aaron Rodgers, moving heaven and earth, turning over the entire offensive side of the ball, bringing in coaches, bringing in players to win nine games. No, that's not true. So if we had to do that gambling segment over again, I wish I only could. I wish, they, I wish we could go back in time and start the show almost over again and just be able to spend more time with Joe and Harvey. But if we did do it, I would say Jets over nine and a half. That is a lock. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, Chris is on Long Island. Chris, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon, I, I love your show. I always confuse you with Dan Grassa. I, I don't know why, to me, you guys sound similar. Okay. And I like both of you. I so, appreciate that. Maybe I'll develop an accent, Chris, and then uh, it'll be more clear who I am. Yeah, you, no, you're real. You're good. You're great, too. I love you. But anyway, you. I digress. So, good, too. Um, okay. my, I'm a Raider fan, so I, I understand losing, so I understand Jets fans. Mm-hmm. I just like brutal losing throughout the years and, and like running the organization into the ground, just buffoons. And, but right now the Jets really do, the fans have something to, to be excited about, right? They bring in Rodgers and they have this great team. But my question is, just an objective point of view, how did how do Jets fans even say? And this has nothing to do with you. Oh, it went Super Bowl or bust. I'm like, look, Rodgers didn't do it in Green Bay for all those years with better teams than the Jets have now. I, I just don't understand. Maybe it's because it's New York. How are you going to get past the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Bills? I, there's no way. I would bet, and I should, that they are not even going to get to the Super Bowl. So that's my point. All um, right, Chris, that's, that's a fair point. I, I can understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying the motivation of that move is if you're getting a 39-year-old quarterback with the resume of Aaron Rodgers and you only can bank on getting him for one year, it can't simply be – the goal can't be just to make the playoffs. You, you could have won a 1,000 different directions to get a quarterback that would simply make the playoffs, and you could have won a 1,000 different directions to get a quarterback that would make the playoffs and would leave you a wider window of opportunity. That's not what the Jets have decided to do. They went with the guy who they think has the highest ceiling. And all you've heard from the owner on down is that they're a quarterback away. Now, I would not agree with that. And I think the Jets deep down don't agree with that because they're not giving up that 13th pick because they want to get an offensive lineman there to kind of assure. I mean, you talk about a, a way any plan can get blown up is because all of a sudden the quarterback gets hurt. And that would be a disaster. So I can understand what you're saying, but – 
the goal of getting Aaron Rodgers, there is only one goal, and that is to win the whole darn thing. It's not just simply about making the playoffs. It's not just sim- because think about it. Run, run the numbers, right? You, you know you have them for one year. Let's say the Jets win 13 games like the Packers did the previous three years to this year. Let's say they win the AFC East. Let's say they're the, I wouldn't think that they're going to be the, the number one seed in the playoffs, but let's say that they are the number, let's say everything goes well and they're the number one seed in the playoffs and they win their first playoff game and they get to the AFC championship game and lose. Would that be considered a successful season when you don't know that the quarterback's going to be back the next year? I don't think it is because now you're, you're right back to square one. The fact that you're banking on only one year of this means it has to finish with the highest level of success, which would only be a Super Now, if they got to a Super Bowl and lost somehow, maybe people could convince themselves that, uh, you know, Rodgers will be back because we got so close, so maybe we'll get more than one year. But it can't just be simply making the playoffs or winning a playoff game. The, the, the degree of difficulty, I get it, is high, but it has to be more than that. It has to be getting to and winning a Super Bowl. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming back, we will get to wrap things up before handing it off to Pat O'Keefe coming up at the top of the hour. It's only the Gordon Damer Show. It's only on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Whose side in this song do you take? Do you take the guy's song who says he discovered the woman, or do you take the woman's decide that she didn't really need discovering and uh, he just was uh, benefiting? Have you heard this song before, Harvey? Do you want me? This baby? one I have. This one I have. This one's right. pretty now, cool. Right now, whose side do you take in this in this uh, musical equation? Oh, I take the lady's side. All right, so do I. Yeah. I think that probably she would have been a bit. Now he can say she was just a cocktail waitress at a. Well, she was just a waitress at a cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. But still, she had that it factor. Clearly. When you have it, you don't. You, it never goes away. You don't lose it. You don't give it away. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't have it, but I would like to think if I did have it, that it would be discovered at some point. But uh, there you go. All right, so it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. And uh, a couple other things here before we uh, hand things off to Pat O'Keefe. I usually like to, I want to start in this final segment of my show, which is usually on from 3 to 6, using this as a sounding board for the people who are on the show. If there was something that they disagreed with, during the course of the show. Because, look, sometimes they hear things, but they're busy doing other things behind the scenes. Now, I know, Joe, you disagreed with my take on Tiger Woods, that people who are watching the Masters really got to kind of let it go with Tiger. It's okay to check in once in a while, but we don't need shot by shot on Tiger Woods anymore because he's not the same player that he was. You disagreed with that point earlier. Do you still disagree with it now that I've laid it out? Well, the only reason why I disagree with it is because it's like Michael Jordan with, with the Bulls and the NBA even when he was with the Wizards, when Michael was playing, it was, what did Michael do? He could have shot 0 for 10 but and it, been dreadful. But you know what it did? It didn't take up time during the NBA Finals because he wasn't involved in the NBA Finals, but because it would have been laughable that, that, would have, that Michael Jordan could overshadow the NBA Finals. See, the, the Masters is essentially golf's NBA Finals. It's the most important tournament of the entire year. So why? And I get it. There are certain people who care about everybody who's playing golf. And there was a time where Tiger was bigger than the sport, but clearly, 
It brought people to the game that would never have watched it ordinarily. And there are probably people still who only care about Tiger Woods. I just don't think you can cater those people anymore. You know, check in. He hits a good shot. Great. Let him know where he is on the leaderboard, everyone. But this constant focus on Tiger Woods. I mean, guys, let it go. I think it's because he was so big for so long. Yes. I mean, it's going on 26 years now since his first Masters. And I think it's because of that. That's why we have this coverage is because people just don't can't imagine a life without Tiger Woods in golf because of how big he was. I it's mean, it's like old timers day, though, man. He, he can't do it. The fact that he's even walking around the course after all the things that he has undergone in his life uh, is, is amazing. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. And I'm glad that he is still part of the sport. I hope he's able to compete in years in the future, even though he's not really able to compete on tour anymore because of the uh, the physical ramifications of things earlier on with the car accident and everything else. But, man, oh, man, the amount of time they, they spend focusing on Tiger Woods. Oh, is he going to make the cut? He's plus five. Like, uh, we're not focusing on Dustin Johnson, who last time I checked was also plus five that much. It's like you give it a little mention in between the action that's actually going on. It's not part of the action that's going on. I mean, we don't have a drop of, you know, Jordan Spieth hitting it close on 10. <laughs> it's all Tiger Woods. I mean, he's he is the sport at this point. He's bigger than the sport, and it's going to be really interesting when he actually finally does walk away because he's telling us, listen, I can't do this for much longer. What but he can't do it now. Right. He but, can't compete now. So, I mean, we should be listening to him. But Ooh, we're not. I just did it close on ten. Yeah, it's it's like enough. It, I, it, and 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 it's usually people that say that they love golf. Well, if you love golf, focus on the golf. I get it. He was a star of the game at one point. He's not anymore. He's not going to be top the leaderboard again. They just showed the leaderboard, and then they showed Tiger Woods. It's like guys. And there was a time where that made sense, where more people were tuning in for Tiger Woods than the golf. But that time is long. It's like the scene from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. People crying about The Sopranos. Find a new show, right? I mean, like, find a, a, either you, you like golf or you like Tiger Woods. And if you still like Tiger Woods, that's fine. But I think that the sport should be focused more on the people that like the sport than the people who are just tuning in to see where Tiger's at. Do you think it's because of 2019, because he gave us false hope? But that would still be going on even even if he didn't do 2019. It would still be going on. It feels like it's just going to go on forever and ever and ever. And that was it. That was and that was a miracle back then. That was an absolute miracle. But it's 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 four years ago now. It's not it's not going to happen again. And here's the thing: if by some miracle it does happen again somewhere in in, in unknown future, you can adjust at that time. Right? Like if we go to the Masters in 2026 and against all odds at whatever age he would be then, like 50 years old or whatever, Tiger Woods is within four shots of the lead. You can hype up the, you know how to do the Tiger hype machine. You've done it for the last 20 years. But I think at that point it's. All right. So we'll put it into the garage. We'll put it in the garage and we'll start it up in 2026. Exactly. Looking forward to it. Speaking of things that we're going to start up, I was reading this uh, during the break. Tim McMahon uh, reported that Luka Doncic may request a trade as soon as the summer of 2024 if the team doesn't make significant progress by then. And we opened the show talking about how the NBA should absolutely penalize the Mavericks after what they did yesterday in that game against the Bulls, and they should absolutely take away that first-round pick that they 
really called into question the legitimacy of the league by doing what they did. I was searching on Twitter. I have not seen investigation NBA yet on the Dallas Mavericks, but that would be the most tasty revenge of all. If by doing what they did yesterday, and, and clearly by all reports, they're going to be re-signing Kyrie Irving this offseason, that the wheels are already in motion for Luka to become free. And oh, that was a day that Nick fans are looking forward to. That, and, and out of all the people that might become free, if, they, if I had a first round pick, that would be the guy. And, and to see that Kyrie Irving, there was a report that he is at peace after the way the Mavericks season him. Yeah, of course he's at peace. This is what he brought. He was brought in to do. Yes, the disaster is now complete. Of course Kyrie Irving is at peace. You know who's also at peace? Me. I'm at peace because the show's over. Thanks to all the callers today. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to Joe. I will be back, uh, what, Monday? I'm back Monday. Pat O'Keefe is coming up next, only here, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.